Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Sorry I'm a day late with this, but I just had to share this mind-blowing, heart-pounding, revelatory experience I had with God this week that involves most of my childhood, and I hope that it gives you hope for what you're doing now with your children. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That sounds amazing to me. How about you, friends? Doing this parenting thing alone is hard, but the great news is that we are not alone. We have an amazing, perfect God who can guide us, carry us, take our burdens, and give us rest when we are weary. His burden is light, but the joys of parenting are many, and He has made you the parent of your children on purpose. So let's see what God has to share with us today. Thanks for joining me. You may not know a whole lot about my past. Uh, If you know me now, a lot of it might actually surprise you. It's funny how you can think you know people, but you really, do you really know their stories? Do you know their history? Do you know their background? Do you know where they came from? Do you know what they're going through now that's forming their faith, that's forming their outlook on life? Well, something about me that you may or may not know is I did not grow up a Christian. In fact, I was 25 when I finally accepted Jesus as my Savior. So I spent 25 years wandering and wondering and searching for a God that I was sure was somewhere and was probably like this. I had my idea of what he should be like if I were to believe in a God. And kind of a, I, I, I joke around a little bit, semi-joke, I guess, about being a closet Christian, especially as a teenager, because I did a lot of praying and journaling that started like this. God, if you're real, or if, you're, if you can hear me, if you exist, if there is a God, like they were, that was my my opening to my prayers or my wishes or my journal entries or my desperate cries for help. Can any of you relate to that? I'm sure you can. I'm sure at least one of you can relate to what I'm talking about. Because even if you grew up a Christian, certainly you've had moments of doubt. Certainly. I mean, we trust in a God that we cannot physically see. And if we don't, have a relationship with him actively, we may not actually be seeing him working in our lives. And so that definitely creates an, an aura of, of doubt. I, I hesitated there because I wasn't sure aura was the right word, but it is. Uh, it really just cultivates doubt in our hearts and in our minds. And our minds are where it gets tricky because that's where Satan likes to play. So he'll take that doubt and he'll tickle it, and he'll make it worse, and he'll make it bigger. 
if we're not regularly seeking him out, seeking out God and time with him and building our relationship, like a good friend, you know, we don't see a friend for a long time. We, we may start forgetting to keep touch, keep in touch with them. Maybe you moved away or maybe they moved away. So they're out of sight and eventually become out of mind. Have you ever had a friendship like that where you were absolutely sure oh we'll totally keep in touch we'll visit each other we'll see each other and nowadays we'll facetime we'll zoom you know totally but then it becomes further in between those times and eventually the friendship dies out and that there's left that hole that that friendship was taking up space in well the same can be said for our relationship with god but let me tell you about my week because I think for some of you who wonder every day (laughs) which is probably all of you and me included am I doing enough for my kids am I am I raising them right are they going to be okay am I screwing them up royally should I be saving up for therapy right now instead of a wedding or instead of college (laughs) should that just be a therapy fund is that just me is that just me that thinks that? I doubt it. <laughs> I, I joke about that all the time. I should really start a therapy fund. But the beautiful thing is that the therapy fund I think that I have right now is just trying to help them build their faith in Jesus and know that he is real, that he is alive, and he is active, and he cares about them. And he is happy to be with them, and he is happy that they want to be with him. And that is what matters the most. That in and of itself is the investment in the future therapy because that therapy should be with Jesus. He's the best therapy. I'm not discounting medical therapy of any kind. That's also valid and necessary, but you know what I'm saying. The best therapy is with Jesus because he knows us more than anybody. So let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on. So we have a local ministry that... My husband, when he was a youth leader at our previous church, the youth group would go on occasion and help out at this children's ministry. It was an after, it's, a, it's an after-school ministry and for, for low-income to no-income kids whose parents are typically absent or unavailable. And I say those two different words because in my case, I, um, mine were unavailable. They weren't absent. They just were busy and had to do what they had to do. So in order for us to pay rent and food, things like that. So it's a ministry for kids whose parents just aren't around a whole lot and are basically raising themselves in a really difficult neighborhood and doing their best to survive. And that's the best way I can describe it. And most of them don't know Jesus. They don't have somebody to teach them. And so this ministry provides a place for them to come get a healthy meal, enjoy good company, learn about Jesus, and just find a place that's secure, which is so important for them. They need it. Um, Having come from literally the same neighborhood that this ministry is in, I can attest to the fact that that would have been a saving grace for me as a child. I I would have run there every day that it was open. It would have been, I mean, I did that with school. For me, I mean, I loved school. I still do. I mean, I'm homeschooling now too. So, excuse me, that kind of attests to that. I would be a learner every day of my life at a classroom if I could. 
But for me, school was my safe haven. School was a place where I could go. I knew I'd be safe. It was consistent. There was a routine. I am still a girl of routine now, even though I married into chaos. (laughs) I think that's God's way of saying, okay, you need to just chill out a little bit, Heather. But school was my safe haven, even though it wasn't perfect and certainly didn't teach me about Christ. It was a place I could go where I knew what to expect and I was safe. I was fed. I was taken care of and everything around me was okay. And I had adults around to take care of me. So that's what this place, this ministry provides. And if you're wondering what it's called, I want you to check them out. They're called Roca Kids and it's in Manchester, New Hampshire. If you want to support them financially or voluntarily, please do so. They are amazing. And they're looking to expand, I think, um, to provide opportunities for other people around the country to start the same kind of ministry. It's so needed, you guys. Uh, So let me tell you about my week. So that's the ministry that my husband used to go to with our previous youth group on an occasional basis. We've been talking a lot. It's been on my heart a lot. It's been on our hearts a lot um, nowadays to volunteer there as a family. We have some friends who do that. And it's been on our hearts a lot lately too. And so we finally kind of bit the bullet and said, you know, we're just going to commit. We're going to do it. And we're starting this week. And it's funny because we went to a church this week. It's not a regular church. Uh, But it is a church we like to go to once in a while, too. The worship is just out of this world, um, really just spirit-led. And we love having that moment of encounter with God because it happens every time. And we want our kids to see that, too. So it's a good balance of where we go to church now versus, um, I shouldn't say versus, that's not the right word, but it enhances, I guess. It gives us something that we don't normally get at our regular church. So we visited this church, and during worship, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to back up a little bit. Oh, I teased you there. (laughs) So I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm actually just going to back up one day. So the day before, so Saturday, uh, this past last week, my, some of mama friends and, and I got to get away from real life for a few days and it was glorious. I highly recommend it out to all you mamas out there to just try to set aside some time to get away with friends. We had to plan it almost a year in advance. So if you're thinking there's no way I could coordinate this, just do it really far in advance. I mean, we did it last September. And so eight months later or 10 months later, we actually did it. So this was 10 months in the making and anticipating. And we, I mean, it was solid. It was on the calendar. It wasn't moving and we did it. And it was so beautiful. It was needed. It was relaxing. It was therapeutic. It was everything we we were hoping it would be. So I went away from my family for a few days. So my friend and I were driving back and we took the back roads at one point to get home. We were getting closer to home and she actually drove through my old neighborhood, the same neighborhood where this ministry is. And she's the friend who uh, already volunteers there with her family on a regular basis. So she was showing me where it was, but she asked me about my childhood. And so I told her about my parents' divorce and growing up you know, with my mom who worked and um, had to provide. And so I was home a lot by myself, raising myself. Um, and we literally drove past the, the last three apartment buildings that I lived in, which were in the same neighborhood, as I said before, as this ministry. And we passed by the ministry's building. 
And so she just looks at me and she says, you're a Roka kid. And I thought about it. I said, I am. You're right. I'm a Roka kid. I am the, I am the adult version of the child that they serve. Like my childhood was exactly the kind of child they serve. And it was just, I mean, I kind of knew it, but just, I think the reality of driving through the neighborhood, telling my story, pointing out uh, where I lived and my situation, all that, I think it just really hit me and it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. I'm a Roka kid. I like, feel like I want to shout it from the rooftops or get a t-shirt made and wear it everywhere. (laughs) So the next day we're at church and during worship, which was beautiful. And I mean, I was just filled with the Holy Spirit. It was beautiful. God started speaking to my heart and this is where I started losing it completely, like crying, blubbering. I mean, I was a hot mess and it was a beautiful hot mess. (laughs) If you can imagine if you've ever experienced something like that, where God just encounters your heart and just speaks. It was a lot like when I gave up my parenting to him in the bathroom many, many years ago. It was that kind of deep encounter. And he just said, I'm not wasting your childhood. All those experiences you went through, all the tough times, all the hardships, all the trauma, all the bad stuff. I was preparing you all those years for now. I was preparing your testimony for now because now you get to go back and serve the kids that you get, the kids that you understand. You know what they're going through. You've lived it. You survived it and you found me and you get to tell them that. You get to use your childhood. It's a tool. It's a gift. I never saw my childhood as a gift. The whole time it was just like, why can't I just live in that cute little house on this little 0.2 acre lot that's clean, has a fence, and it has, you know, two parents at home, mom's home after school with cookies. You know, I know that's not really reality, but in my head, as an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old who was doing this all on her own, I watched a lot of TV and a lot of after-school specials. So in my head, that's what I didn't have. I didn't have that perfect family life. And I just yearned to have somebody at home waiting for me, loving me, following me. And don't get me wrong, my mom loved me. I'm not saying she didn't. She took care of me the best she could as a single mom working hard. She did the best she could. We are all doing the best we can, aren't we? I mean, don't, don't sell yourself short. If you're struggling, you're doing the best you can because you love your kids. My mom loved me. She did everything out of, motivating, out of her motivation of love for me. And I know that. And I knew that then. I actually was not one of those kids who was like, oh, my mom hates me. She's never home. I knew she loved me. I was secure in that. But I also knew she couldn't be there for me. And so God's saying, all those times you had to spend alone, I'm using it. I was preparing you. It didn't seem like it at the time. It seemed like it just, it was like a big suck fest. (laughs) But I don't waste moments like that, he said. I don't, I will not waste your childhood. Your childhood was not a waste. Your childhood is now your testimony. And I'm redeeming it by using it to bless the kids that are going through it now. And I was just blown away. 
And then, of course, I kept coming back. I'm a Roka kid. I'm a Roka kid. I'm a Roka kid. And it just kept repeating, and I just kept crying, and I just kept thanking God and praising Him. I mean, that just brought my worship to a whole nother level. I wasn't just happy to have God in my life. I was happy that He brought me through what He did because He's now going to use it to bless other kids, which is all I could ever ask for is to use what's happened to me for the good of others, to bless others. That's why I started this podcast, because he told me to. Because he said, you know what? You're going to use it. Your story is going to help others. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know what level he was talking about. I did not know he was talking about my childhood. So why am I talking about this with you, um, who may or may not be going through the same thing? Maybe you're the parent that's in that situation. where You've got to work, and you're a single parent, and... Your kids are home, kind of latchkey kids, taking care of themselves, and I know you feel guilty, and you wish you could be with them. Well, because it's going to be okay. I want you to know it's going to be okay. Continue to remind them of God's love. Remind them of His presence. Remind them of His truth. Stay in the Word with them. Go to church. Keep, keep the opportunity for their faith to grow available. You can't guarantee they're going to live and they're going to leave your house full of faith and trust in God. I'm so I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's true. You can't guarantee that. But what you can guarantee is that God won't give up on them. God is faithful. And if you are faithful in following God and you are faithful in raising them in the way they should go in his truth, in his love, in his word, in his service, he is not going to waste that. In any of the screw-ups you do, he's not going to waste. Any of the trauma that they experience, despite your best efforts, he is not going to waste any of it. He is not a God of waste. He's a God of promise. He's a God of faithfulness and love and truth and beauty and goodness. A lot of people give him a hard time because of the Old Testament and all the, the you know damnation and fires and wars and killing. But that's the, the truth is that things like that had to happen because of who he was and who the people that had to die were. It's, that's a whole nother, like, million different uh, lectures, but I'm not going into that. You do your work in, the, in studying that, um, putting that on you, because that's your job, to know the truth of God. But I am telling you, he is good. There is nothing bad about him. Everything he does for a reason. And as a parent, I think you can appreciate that. Everything we do, we do out of love for our kids. We do it for a reason. Whether it's disciplining them or blessing them. It's all for good. Because we know. We've, we've, we've been there with them, right? We've, we've been their age. And we see what can destroy and what can lift them up. So we discipline them because we love them. That's biblical. You know, a father who disciplines his child loves him or, you know, vice versa. If you don't discipline your children, you're, you're setting them up for failure in life because that's not real. That's not reality. And that's not how God works. And you're setting them up for a life without faith because they're not going to trust a God who lets bad things happen. Guys, my whole childhood, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't have great times in my childhood. I have great memories too. I do. It wasn't all bad. But uh, overall, 
it was hard. It was really, really hard. It was definitely not ideal. But I serve a God who is faithful in, in taking the bad and turning it into good. You know, beauty from ashes. And he's doing that now. And he's blowing me away every time I think about it because I'm just so excited to be able to use my past to bless others' future. And they're now, they're here and now. To give them hope in a God who loves them. And that's what we get to do with our kids every day. We get to use our experiences to teach them about a God who loves them and has the best for them because he knows them better than we do. And he loves them more than we could ever even imagine. I tell my kids that all the time. My youngest and I, we have this little little nonverbal um, cue where I just kind of put my fingers up as if I'm measuring like, I don't know, maybe less than a centimeter. It's just a smidge. You know, I hold my fingers up like it's just a little bit. And I'm sure you can picture, you know, it's just a little bit. If I, if you were going to do that for your kids without any words, it's just a, like a pinch. And she knows what that means. She me, she knows that that means that I love you this much less than God. Like God loves you more than we could ever imagine. And I love you more than I could ever imagine. But I know that God loves you just that much more than I do. Probably way more actually. But as a parent, it's hard to imagine anyone loving our kids more than we do. But it's true. And God does. And he, he will redeem anything we screw up. He will fill in the gaps. So we just need to trust him to do that when we screw up. When we have no idea what we're doing. We're overwhelmed. This is a hard day. This is a hard week. This is a hard phase our children are going through. (sighs) There's a million different ways I could phrase that. But you know what I mean. And if we trust him with it, if we trust him with this moment, this situation, this phase, this whatever, no matter how hard and how, how hard it is and how long it takes and how long you go through it. God is with you in the middle of it. And he will not waste it. Whether you see it redeemed in your lifetime or not. Trust in him that he is going to take what's going on. And he's going to use it for good. And he's going to, he's a redemptive God. He is going to take care of things. He will not waste it. No matter what it is. No matter what it is. But stay true to him, stay faithful in him, keep in relationship with him. I can't emphasize that enough. That is the most important thing in my life is spending time with him, hearing from him, just pouring my heart out to him, reading his word and getting ideas of the truth about who he is at his heart, knowing him more fully every day. I don't want to wander away from him. I don't want to... um, put him off because the more I put him off, the easier it becomes to put him off. Just like that friend who moves away. The more you put them off or the more you put each other off, eventually that friendship might just become a Facebook acquaintance or nothing at all. I don't want that. I want to be close to my God because I know what he's done in my life and I know what he's still doing. He's still doing it. He reminded me this weekend, he is still working out my life. He's still working out my testimony. I have, that's another testimony now. I mean, I knew eventually he might use some of it, but I didn't realize he was going to use it as a whole. The whole thing is a testimony for these kids that I get to serve. I don't know how he's going to use it. 
but I know that at least my heart can relate to their heart. And I get it. And it breaks my heart that they have to go through it. But I had to go through it too and I'm okay. You know, God brought me through it. And I had that weird semi-trust in him sort of kind of weird prayer closet Christian kind of thing going. (laughs) Which maybe that was what kept me going. Uh, It certainly gave me hope. But if I can do that for them, remind them that they have hope in him, then maybe they can get out too. And maybe they can make something of themselves despite their circumstances. Because we can all do that despite our circumstances. We're going to be okay because we have a God who loves us and he is faithful. And our kids are going to be okay because we trust him with our kids. We place them in his hand and say, okay, God, I know I can't do this alone. But I can do it with you because with you all things are possible. So here, help me be a good mom or dad or grandma or grandpa. Help me with these children because it's really hard. So, Lord, I thank you so much for always, 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 always being there for us. For the hard times and the good times. Because you use it all. And, Lord, I give you the glory for that. I I glorify you now for my hard circumstances. I never thought I would. But I am now, Lord. And I know that you are using it for good for those who love you. And that you are going to give me an opportunity to give hope to, to kids who don't have it. And I pray that they would, they would hold on to it, that they would grasp it for truth, that they would trust you, that they would learn to know that you are real, you are active, you love them, you hold them tight when things are really scary. And Lord, I pray the same thing for the people listening, that you would make yourself known to them if they don't know you. And if they do know you, that they would get to know you even better. And that they would come to trust you with their children, with their parenting, that they know that you care more for them and their kids than anybody ever could. And I pray for a blessed week this week, a week of communication, a week of friendship, a week of growing closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You guys have an amazing week. I'm sorry this was a day late, but I just had to tell you about what God's been doing in my heart and how he's redeeming my childhood. So go and have a a great week. Spend time with him. Spend time with your kids if you can. Do the best you can because I know you love your kids. It's going to be okay, guys. Promise. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be able to encourage you and remind you that God loves you and wants to partner with you in your parenting journey. Remember, he made you the parent of your kids on purpose. If you like this episode, please, please take time to rate and review it so that other people can find this podcast as well. I'd really appreciate it. And I think so would other people who get to be blessed by this. And share it with friends and family that you think it would bless too. Let's spread the word and let people know that God loves them and wants to be with them each and every day in their parenting journey. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you join us next week.